Tonight, I can report to the American people and to the world that the United States has conducted an operation that killed Osama bin Laden. Where we continue to follow the capture and killing of Osama bin Laden now. Those are just some of the scenes overnight as thousands of Americans gathered in celebration of Osama bin Laden's death. Former Navy SEAL Rob O'Neill says he has thought about the mission every day since that May Day in 2011. From multiple conversations you had with Rob O'Neill over the past year and a half, how'd you get And you described that his head kind of exploded yes, when you hit I, him. Yes, I actually hit him three times because I shot him twice when he was standing and once on the ground. That is the fucking American badass. Go, go, go. We are not going for fame and we are not going for bravado. We are going for the single mom who dropped her kids off at elementary school on a Tuesday morning, and then 45 minutes later, she jumped to her death out of a skyscraper. If you need help, hang up and then dial your operator. I'm Rob O'Neill, and this is the Operator Podcast. All right, here we are back, the Operator Podcast with Robert O'Neill. Uh, this is the second part of my interview with former Marine, all-around badass, Rudy Reyes. Volunteering for schools, it was like, um, I remember we finished a deployment to Iraq, and there was a climbing trip to Sweden, which would be amazing. Oh. I didn't take it. I took a tandem tethered bundle master, so now oh. I'm strapping a 500-pound barrel to myself. It's like, all right, at what point do we stop? You know, it's like, I'm, I'm never jumping a bundle again. Some guys loved it. I yeah, thought it was kind of, that's, I thought it was kind of scary. It is very scary. I've never done it, but I've seen it done. Mm -hmm. And it's uh, the it's whole barrel jump, the whole barrel <laughs> jump, that whole thing. I mean, the first time I witnessed it was in the late 90s. And I'm like, holy shit, that's a whole nother level of confidence yeah. and or insanity. Yeah, the practice. I think uh, getting in the wind tunnel really helps. You got to know how to nail your exit. That, like we were, uh, we, we would, we sold the wind tunnel time. I mean, to the command that we need this wind tunnel time for that one Start. jump we're going to have to do for that one hostage rescue so everyone Still gets that awesome. exit you can't z out when you're jumping yeah, at five five you need, you need a stack to go you know i don't want to lose someone in the ocean for real mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. that's another thing um, crack we have to the you know, remember when okay you guys changed the the um, the camis you got your cool digi camis yeah the navy did that too but they made them in blue it's like you do not want to match the water if you fucking yeah. fall off the ship, dude. Yeah, no <laughs> kidding. You want to no make kidding. it orange and puffy. For sure. <laughs> I agree. I agree, brother. I know. It was, you know what's so wild? Um, Rob, I was on the test group for the Marine Corps camis. When I was going to Sniper in 99 or 2000, uh, my class experimented with all different kinds of camouflage. And what we found worked the best was the German flectarm spots. Uh-huh. Yeah. The German flectarm. That worked the best. Yep. And um and um colors that uh that do not disturb baseline. So we were doing olive drab and basically a a uh, a desert a coyote tan. Yeah. From that, then they created the digital because I guess they wanted, it was some marketing too, like we're the new fighting force and now we're moving into the freaking space age. But it was really that, uh, oh, and Tiger Stripe. We found Tiger yeah. Stripe in the, because I was going to school in um, Scout Sniper in um, Virginia, in Quantico. And the Tiger Stripe, the black um, um, horizontal stripes and, um, and uh, angled stripes break up the outline. So... That's how they created. If you look at the um, the, the digi camis, well, you'll see their tiger stripes with boxes, which you know was inspired by the German flectarm. The Germans were the best at camouflage because they had a massive art department behind it. They were such um, they were such uh, attention to detail and artistic and engineering geniuses. They really put so much into their war machine. They turned it into an aesthetic. And, uh, and we learned a lot from the Germans and the British in our sniper schools, as you know, with movement, with camouflage, um, with deception, blending, hiding, and deceiving. Uh, it really is an aesthetic. I, I found it incredibly engaging, brother. I loved it so much. I'd never used weapons before because I came from the streets in the hood. And the weapons that I saw used were used with blacks and Mexicans killing each other. I'm Mexican um, American. And, uh, and I, I, 
I focused on martial art because it had character behind it and it kept me off the streets and it, it kept me, uh, you know, moving towards the North Star. But when we put, picked up the responsibility of carrying a rifle for our country and using weapons for our country, um, it, the maturity, a deeper sense of maturity came and, um, and um, I took it very, very seriously. I, I, I respect it very much. I take it very seriously. We've got guns in our house now, of course. Yeah. You know, Jade is a competitor and instructor. Yes, she and is. We train together. Um, and I still take these weapons, these uh, weapons very seriously, firearms. Uh, and um, to me, they are not a... Um, it's interesting that I'm a video game character now. I guess I'm a really popular video game character in Call That's of Duty, so right? Awesome. I, know, isn't it? I've, I, I mean, think I've played as you. <laughs> isn't that wild? How about how life imitating art imitating life? Like, first we did our things. We were on these freaking operations, freaking uh, helo inserts, freaking uh, 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 freaking scouts swimming across the Euphrates, freaking bagging and tagging and freaking hostage rescues and uh, uh, freaking the whole plethora and the, uh, the entire pantheon of modern combat special operations. And then it turns into a video game. Yes. It's it's so interesting. It's so interesting. Um, it's uh, it's pretty wild. And, and good video games. I've met kids that know more about the military than I do because of the game they play. Totally. Brother, yep. the young generation recognizes me from the video games. They didn't need, they, they don't even know. They didn't even know about my combat background or, or anything else. These young kids, they, they recognize me at the, at the airports and everything. That's it's awesome. Wild. It is. And if it can motivate a young man, a young woman yeah. to uh, uh, embrace the idealism it takes to sacrifice and serve something higher than yourself, then they're going to be a good person. They're going to yeah, be. Yeah, I, I agree. If they if they get the, the I, I mean the opposite side might be if they get dumbed down to violence, which is real because I yes. think a lot of these active shooters don't think it's real until they kill their first person in a school and then it gets pretty bad for them. Um, I agree. But 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 the video games themselves with the, uh, you know, they're, they're not giving up tactics. They are giving you a sense of pride. Maybe it helps with recruiting, which we need. Now we, we got to keep a strong military, but you're a character. Like I don't get jealous often. I'm kind of jealous of that. That's pretty <laughs> Thanks, cool. Brother. You should, you know what? I got people at Activision. You should be that guy. You should be on that stick for sure. Uh, you know, uh, it's interesting. I, uh, I don't play video games or, you know, you and I, we come from a generation where um, we still played outside and, yeah. And utilized our human skills at eight years old to go link up at the freaking behind the schoolyard with your homies and 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 uh, cobble together a bicycle, you know, from different parts. Yeah. You remember, you used to freaking take apart your bicycle and put it back together and and, and find some trails. Oh, uh, yeah. We were very yeah. action oriented and hands on and very much connected to our environment this modern world where the youngsters are, uh, are being so immersed in screens only. I do worry about that, brother. We got to get these kids outside rough, uh, rough and tumble, um, building up some bike ramps out here with some cinder blocks and some plywood and get out there with your homies and we can jump them bike ramps and scuff up your knees. We never had yeah. helmets or anything. I, mean, no. <laughs> I went skiing for the first time. Uh, I grew up skiing and then, um, you know, we joined the Navy, didn't ski for a while, went yeah. back and every, like helmets were required on the hill. I'm like, a helmet for what? For skiing? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fall on the snow. I, I'm not yeah. doing, I'm not hitting the, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not doing flips and shit. I'm just skiing or whatever. Yeah, you know what? So you just brought something up. You know that Miss Gwyneth Paltrow is yeah. in a huge lawsuit right now from some cat who I think is scamming her. Of I think course. he's scamming her. Um, it's a very sweet. Isn't that wild? I know. I imagine, Rob, that you feel still young, too. I feel young. Oh, yeah. mm -hmm. And I do look I look back at our country, uh, what I see now and, and where we came from. It has changed so much. Oh, yeah, it has. Yeah, it has. I mean, if even now, if I got I mean, that would just be cool to get hit by Gwyneth Proulx's skiing. Yeah. It's like, what a yeah. great story. I I maybe maybe be nice enough to ask for a selfie and then let her get on with yeah. her life. Is that what happened? Like, did she hit him or something? Was we? What, did, do you even know the story? I think they're even talking about maybe he hit her. 
But it might have even been that's, set up. You can't even. Yeah, this is all the bullshit. All yeah. the way, all the way down to helicopter parenting, where you can't do this and don't hurt yourself. And then, yeah. I mean, you, you like, you know, drink it from. Literally, we would drink from the water hose when we're outside, yeah. and I think your immune system gets. Well, shit, you're talking about popping blisters in your in your gut. Yeah. Oh, and then <laughs> you know, remember, like you and your homies would know where the crab apple tree was or where yes. the freaking mulberries were because you weren't going to go back home. You were freaking foraging. You were like doing yeah. freaking uh, expeditionary warfare all day long. You know, it was quicker to get home jumping rooftop to rooftop than it yeah. was to go down the alley. <laughs> yeah, brother. I mean, you know what I'm saying? It was uh, mm. a different time. I hope we can start bringing that back. When I do see young people in sports, that gives me a lot of hope. Young yeah. kids in sports. I think that's um, team um, sports are excellent too. Yes, winning and losing, losing, winning you learn and more. losing. Yes, keeping score because yes. you don't lose, you learn, uh, and that's. Exactly. I mean, most people don't. You don't win a lot from success. You learn. You learn from falling on your face. For and, sure, uh, brother. you For can sure, do it, but then some of the. I mean, you, you. If you're always winning, you don't even know. I don't know. It's so bizarre to just be so worried about everyone's feelings that they can't even lose. I hear you. I, some of the growth that happens from, you know, the first um, I went undefeated my eighth grade year in Nebraska, and that's some tough wrestling. Yes, then when is. I went to high school, I was um, off jump in junior varsity. And then I went to my first as a freshman, and then went to my first tournament as uh, my varsity for, was it 103 or 105? And I suffered my first defeat in two years. Um, I ended up getting third. But uh, um, I had to wrestle three, three different matches. That first defeat, uh, and I don't have a mom or a father. And so I went into the locker room, you know, and I just freaking cried. And I was so sad because I felt so bad. I got fucking beat, meaning I got fucking pinned. And by the way, I was defeating this opponent. He was a strong, he was a senior. So he was strong. But I was fast and I was and my reversals were there and he'd always try to throw. And then when he'd throw me, I'd reverse and I was beating him. And I got him a head and arm and I'm cranking on his head and arm and I was strong and I was speaking, almost had him. And then I guess I stretched his neck and they it might have even been home cooking or something, because then they called it and said that he was injured. So he has 15 minutes to recover. It might have been some bullshit. Actually, looking back, I never thought about because <laughs> I almost, I almost had him. I had him defeated on points and was about to pin him. Well, he came back so aggressive and so angry and so fucking uh, uh, predatory to destroy me. Not as a competitor, but as a man. I got scared or I hesitated a second, and he caught me with a double leg and got on top, great by my legs, and and he pinned me. I think I was. I think I was sad. I think I was crying because of shame. I think because of the shame that I let yeah, probably. this guy that I let this guy beat me because I was the better wrestler. I learned so much from that, brother. I said I'm never gonna freaking lose again because um, I faltered. If if the guy's better than me, okay. Yeah. But I was better, and I faltered and hesitated for one moment. So this is incredible life lessons, brother. You know what that I'm is, saying? No, that's that's very incredible. That's and that, that's learning. Even though you know, wrestling is also a team sport, but at the end of it, you're up against one other dude, and that's I think that's badass, especially at that at that level. What what um what martial arts did you grow, grow up doing? Kung fu. Uh, I got into kung fu. Uh, I I started doing kung fu at 18 years old because I went to the YMCA. Uh, I emancipated my little brothers. I got them out of the boys' home. Um, uh, we we're living in uh, the inner city in Kansas City. And um, the gangs were so heavy. Michael and Caesar could not finish school because they'd have to gang affiliate. And it, yeah, it was, they have to. there's so much heavy stuff. So I got them into a GED program, got them a job with me at the restaurant. We all washed dishes together so we could afford our rent of our little place. And um, I didn't have my wrestling team anymore. So I took them to the YMCA and we got a family membership. Uh, uh, we, there was like a little welfare program that you could get a family membership. Uh, in my case, it was only $25 a month for my brothers and I. And uh, of course, I was lifting weights downstairs. Shaolin Kung Fu, my first Kung Fu teacher before I would meet Chun Man Sit, the legend from China. And um, 
I said, man, you know, I'm a freaking wrestler. I'm strong and tough. I'll freaking whoop that ass. I don't need no dang Kung Fu. I don't need no Kung Fu. Caesar, my younger brother went down there and what lesson. That evening, we went back and he was smaller than me. He did a couple moves on me. And if he can put me on my ass, I said, okay, okay. This is it. And this is it. So I started doing Shaolin Kung Fu. And then, and then I started doing some uh, uh, San Shao with Kong Lee's people. I started fighting around the country and fighting internationally. Uh, but again, Rob, it, I never, uh, I was a, I was an international champion. I got lots of gold medals. Still quite a, I'm still quite a good fighter in the craft. I never defeated. And, you know, I knocked some of my opponents out. Um, I always felt bad for them. I never, I, I never was there to hurt and kill anybody. I was there to test myself. That's cool. Do I have what it takes. Do I have what it takes to compartmentalize this massive amount of data that's coming in, put away my fatigue, fight after fight after fight and execute. Actually, it's actually, it's what we do as operators. Uh, you know, in that, in that, um, in that uh, zone mind or that slipstream where we're maybe not even in our bodies anymore and we are just executing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I I think it's along with this, you know, you get used to it. You get used to stuff. And uh, yeah, I've heard you uh, talk about fear before and there's, there, I think there's, uh, for me anyway, there's fear before I know what we were going to do, but yeah. then you get into it. I remember being at a point where if I heard shots being fired, it just got exciting. Like, all right, here we go. Yes. Which, yes. Can, which can, which can lead to complacency maybe, but, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, just get, getting into your environment, getting into the operation and being, and being so good. I'm not trying to brag, but being so good, oh, wondering go is the enemy just really bad or are we really this good? I'm with you totally, brother. I'm with you totally. And yet there's still that chaotic nature of combat. And we've seen brothers uh, get hurt and killed uh, that that, that shouldn't, you know, that were not hurt and killed because of skill, but due to the chaotic nature of combat. And then we've seen dudes fuck up and still somehow are with us, right? Um, I, I believe, Rob, there's a certain... There's a certain levity and joyousness that comes from complete and utter um, uh, um, giving of ourselves. Like, uh, what, what is it? When we completely surrender, when we completely surrender, I know this is going to sound crazy to our, my warfighting brothers out there, <laughs> but when we completely surrender, we are at our most vital, we're at our most uh, intelligent, we're at our most capable and nobody can stop us. There ain't nobody on the freaking planet that can stop us when we completely surrender to that process, right? I've also I've also realized too, like I know there's big arguments with rules of engagement and how that caused lives. The 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 more latitude we were given, the better we were for um the civilians. Because I agree. We can do more. I'm not. I'm not going to go in murdering people. I'm not going to hurt people no. who don't need to be hurt. Um, right. But when you when you start putting rules on it, you, that's where they start taking away. Like uh, if you need to uh, reassault fires, which uh, is part of the reason extortion one seven got shot down. We lost thirty one guys um, oh, because so they, sorry, they weren't allowed. We weren't allowed to have pre-assault fires because some lawyer decided that we couldn't do it. And but I remember being in Iraq. There was like a. I don't know what the number was. It was uh, like 20 uh, innocents lost on one kinetic strike was acceptable. And that makes no sense to me, but we never did. It's it's like, give us, give us the room and we'll make the good decisions. Exactly right, brother. Trust in your people, trust, trust in your leadership. I had the greatest uh, team teammates and my other fellow team leaders and my uh, platoon commander. They're so interesting, you know, in recon, our platoon commander has to go through school and does everything with us. And this is the first time officers get beat by enlisted men, by the way. No shit. Yeah. Right. Uh And they don't go out on every op or actually I run my operations on my own, unless we're doing something special where we need the whole platoon. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, The love and the respect that we have for each other, because in a sense, we are the freaking fingers of, of, of the platoon commander's hand. Um, and he's always there to insert us and extract us. And, um, and that latitude given to me, I mean, my platoon commander, 
to give me the latitude to train all week on my off time between raids and, and, and recon and sniper work, uh, blindfolded, um, putting my explosives in my pack and out of my pack with earmarks of tape so I know which is which and where I'm going to put the leads because I know at night in a week from now when I go do a patrol to this bridge and, and climb it uh, with this 100 pounds of explosives that I'm not going to be able to turn on a freaking flashlight to see what I'm doing that I'm going to take that I was holding Rob I was holding my freaking I was holding myself up with my chin on an Shit. really yeah, yeah. My feet were wrapped around a span. My chin was on the I-beam so that I could take off my pack and slide it onto the top of the bridge and then pull out the charges and then tape them up. That, is some, that is some straight up war hero shit right there. And, right? And, and, and are you ready for this? Why? I forgot <laughs> that I even did. I mean, this is just a Tuesday for me. This is a Tuesday. So years later, when I'm in the mental institution, this mental institution for guys like us, called uh, Veterans Village of San Diego. Um, I was struggling really bad with uh, depression, therefore violence and drugs and alcohol. Yes. And um, I was I was there for a year. It was a year long program and it was really humbling and humiliating. I was there with mostly criminals and dirtbags, uh, because if you're a, this is in the Obama times, if you're a criminal or a dirtbag and even signed up for boot camp in prison, you rated to come out and go do this program. I've never been arrested. I've never been in, in trouble with the law, but I was falling apart, brother. And um, and so I was there with with some really, really some really bad people. But I, I didn't quit. I stayed there for the whole year. And we ran a meeting called Triple Threat PTSD, uh, um, uh, combat experience and alcohol or drug abuse. Um, so we ran this meeting and I get up to speak and. And a commander from a uh, from a cat unit that I operated with happens to be in the meeting and he's still in the Marine Corps. So they would send active duty guys to this meeting, too, because they were struggling. This is around 2012. Op tempo was through the roof. Yes. He goes, Sergeant Reyes, my hair is long. I'm still freaking fabulous. But my hair is long and stuff. He's <laughs> like, Sergeant Reyes. I'm like, oh, my gosh, Augie, what's going on? And then he says, man. Sergeant Reyes, still call me Sergeant Reyes. Sergeant Reyes, I never forget when we saw you on the FLIR um, climbing underneath that bridge and, and, and setting that bridge up with explosives. And, and then it hit me. I remember his Lance Corporal vehicle commander in the comms, in, on my comms saying, holy shit, Sergeant Reyes is Spider-Man. And it made me feel so good. It reminded me, Rob, that's good. I don't know if you ever. I don't know if you ever go through this. Sometimes maybe you don't because you, you know because you're you're very famous for great works. But if you ever go through times when you like feel like fuck, who am I, man? I mean, because my ops are behind me. Right? You know what I mean? There's there's young, uh, strong, capable men doing what I used to do. Yep. And uh, I'm I'm not on the uh, I'm not in the stack anymore, and I'm not I'm not in the bird anymore, and you know, and and sometimes you're like, well, you know, does does, does it matter anymore? And uh, hearing that reminded me that I used to be somebody that was so committed to his team and to his platoon and to his country that he'd do whatever it fucking took to fucking fight the enemy and win. And, and, and that made me feel real good, you know? Yeah, that's good to hear. That's great to hear. I, yeah, because I go through spots like that too. And, yeah. you know, everyone has ups and downs, I think, especially if you've yeah. been to combat and seen some of the stuff, you're going to have bad days. I mean, but you know, every day you're up is a good day. You gotta it think is. about it that way. But it is nice to think about, you know, we really did some we did some good shit. That we, some who y'all shit, brother. Yeah, yeah. They I mean they have made movies about a lot of it. So. Yeah, they have. <laughs> yeah, isn't that it's rad? Crazy. It's crazy. So rad. Think, it's crazy to think about. Yeah. That's like, well, they said uh even like with, with Captain Phillips, someone said that is the oh, movie yeah. accurate. And I said, no, it's not accurate. I, I think I was drinking coffee when the snipers took the shots. Yeah, <laughs> the, <laughs> the great fucking great movie. No, I'll say, yeah, the movie is 100% accurate. <laughs> I've got a question but, for you. I've got a question for you on that. Have you ever been to SHOT Show? I haven't. I, I've got, been invited. Let's go together. Let's when, go okay. together. Okay. All right. Okay, I'm, we're I'm going in. next year. Okay. So done. I didn't even realize SHOT Show was a thing because I was not. 
I was not uh, a spiritually and emotionally oriented to thinking of the military as a business. I never was. I never was. No, I, I didn't either I, until I didn't either at all. It's a total okay. business. You get what I'm saying. You get oh, what yeah. I'm saying. I was not spiritually and, in, 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 you know, uh, emotionally oriented to that as a business. Um, so when I first heard of it, you know, they, they brought me out there to, to, you know, to do some marketing and PR and to be this guy. And here were, it's 300,000, um, you know, men mostly that love guys like us. And there's some, there's some posers, of course. And then there's a lot of wannabes, of course. And there's a lot of law enforcement and a lot of active duty and a lot of contractors. And, um, and it's a wild scene. Um, and I met this, and, and when I was first going out there, I was working for Beyond Clothing, amazing, amazing outfitters that do all of our tier guys stuff, especially in the Arctic stuff. And um, I was still, I was doing a lot of hard drugs still back then. I was still almost, I was beside myself, Rob. I, I, uh, I had lost, I'd lost the love um, for my country, uh, or lost the love uh, and, um, and respect for my government, not my country. Uh, what was happening in Iraq with ISIS and then uh, the meltdown that was going, uh, that was happening in Afghanistan. And I felt like, like I was truly alone here in America. And here I am being a, a movie star hero for this niche market of guys that look up to guys like us um, that sometimes feels disingenuous. I felt disingenuous. I felt disingenuous. And so no wonder I was doing a lot of cocaine and drinking. That's what I was doing. I look back at some of those photos, Rob. I didn't realize that I'd lost so much weight but oh, I didn't really? care. I think, yeah, I think because I was, I think, uh, you know, we are used to handling pain. I think I liked feeling the pain. I liked feeling the pain of being close to death. I think, I think maybe almost a sense of penance. So I was out there and nowadays, but it's a whole different show for me now. You know, I got my wife, I got the dog, I got the security. I got my number one white boy, Paul Wayman. I'll throw a shout out to him right now. <laughs> my white, big white boy like yourself. Tough as hell from Louisiana. He was my student as, as a recon marine and then went over to snipers. And uh, he's just that tall, tough, rangy white boy that ain't afraid to throw down against 10 dudes like that. So That's he's awesome. my, yeah. Oh, brother, you're going to love this man. Okay. You'll love this man. And uh, now we do it smartly. Um, we get an Airbnb. I do my spots and I love the people out there. Our, our really? so calm community. Oh, brother, they're so loving, brother. We're all getting older. We're all getting uh, yeah, older. that's true. Yeah. And I, you know what uh, I'm saying? I, I do like to get around guys like that. Go to the range sometimes uh, uh, up at EOTech uh, yeah. because, because it's like they're not they're not the haters on the Internet that tell you, you don't know yeah. tactics. So the, these are dudes that they, I mean, I mean, there are obviously m much better shooters than me out there. But I, I these are just real, gu mean. real guys that really uh, just like to be around each other, love the craft, love to talk about. That's guns. it, brother. Not it's the, uh, so I, rad. <laughs> You're going with me this year. Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it. We're doing it. You're going to lose your mind. Okay, dog. This is also why I have, you have to have some security. Why Wayman's there with me. Um, uh, dog, you're not going to go three steps. And this is a beautiful thing. You're not going to go three steps before you got five dudes around you talking to you and then wanting pictures and talking to you. And you're not going to be able to make it to your event because, <laughs> because you can't get a hundred freaking meters dog. That'll take you two or three hours. Right. Oh, that's funny. It's, that it's, funny. But it's kind of beautiful. I mean, gosh, I mean, it's what a, what a beautiful thing that, that, that cats like us that didn't even expect to make it through a firefight yeah, or no make shit. it through these next three seconds that this is the kind of love we get. Well, spring has sprung and our friends at Manscaped have the best tools for some spring cleaning. They've already helped you tidy up your nooks and crannies from your body's basement, but this year Manscaped can help you get the perfect presentation on that beautiful face of yours with the new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. Make sure you look your best this spring by using code THEOPERATOR to get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. I love my Beard Hedger Pro Kit. I know you will too, and it's time to tame your mane. The sun is peeking out, which means you'll have to show that face in the daylight again. So use the kit to make sure the scruffs look award-winning, whether you got glorious beard flow or some smooth, sleek cheeks. The kit starts off with the Beard Hedger, a waterproof cordless trimmer with a rotary wheel that gives you 20 cutting lengths. Very, very easy to use. 
all with one guard so there's no messy drawer full of add-ons. I hate those. It comes with titanium-coated T-blades that are tough on hair but smooth on your face, leading to single-stroke efficiency but brings satisfaction one stroke at a time. The Beard Hedger is a high-tech piece of art in a travel-sized package with a long-lasting battery, universal charger, and a strong motor. Next, the kit has liquid goods that make you feel good, starting with the beard shampoo and conditioner. You can't treat your beard like you treat your pubes. That's why the kit has a special shampoo and conditioner especially designed to moisturize, reduce ingrown hairs, and replenish your beard's natural oils and promote beard health. The Pro Kit also has Manscaped beard oil. The nutrient-free oil relieves dryness on the beard and the skin while adding a little shimmer and shine to liven up the look. Cap it off with a beard balm, a pomade that shapes and styles and moisturizes, bringing the amazing scent of eucalyptus, rosemary, and lavender essential oils. Not to mention, the Beard Hedger Pro Kit also comes with three gifts, a beard brush, comb, and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress every time. Save 20% off and free shipping with the code THEOPERATOR at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping with the code THEOPERATOR at manscaped.com. Focus on the face and use the Beard Hedger Pro Kit for the cleanest look in the game. Here is something cool. Speaking of health, I have mentioned ketones before. They're a natural source of fuel for your body. They're often created when your stored carbs are depleted, triggering the body to convert fat into ketones for fuel. Unlike fats, ketones can cross the blood-brain barrier, allowing ketones to fuel both the brain and the body. Compared to other sources of energy like glucose or fat, ketones are a much more efficient fuel that can produce more power while using less oxygen. In daily life, your brain and body are fueled by ketones. And when I take them, I might not sound like it, but I feel great. You can find Ketone IQ at HVMN.com. Visit HVMN.com and use the promo code THEOPERATOR, one word at checkout, and save 10, uh, 20%. Again, that's HVMN.com with the promo code THEOPERATOR. HVMN, which stands for Health Via Modern Nutrition. Ketone IQ is a zero-sugar, zero-caffeine energy boost. You can use it daily, first thing in the morning, whenever you need to re-energize for a wave of clean energy coupled with sharp focus. HVMN.com. Look for Ketone IQ. So I was out there a few years back, and I was partying and, and fighting and street fighting and, and freaking kissing girls and shit like that. And I meet this, <laughs> I meet this, uh, this... I think he's a CCT or he might be, he might be pararescue, but I think he was CCT and ran uh, some great, uh, obviously a su- super high end communicator and, uh, and JTAC. Um, you, I don't know what they call it now. I, I was a JTAC then, but I think there's another level, right? The high, highest 10 JTACs, right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm sure there is. I don't know what it is either. I know. I know. There's all kinds of wild stuff. Someone's going to correct us for us on, yeah. in the comments. Watch. <laughs> and this, this guy was a squared away dude. Uh, tough white boy. Uh, good shape and great attitude. A little bit strangely, maybe sociopathic. It's yeah. Kind of fucking... <laughs> some, people, some people that get into that line of work, I think a lot of sociopaths are attracted to the job we used to do i've yeah i know i know a few of them i i thought for a while that i was one so it's uh... i understand i i think it can be i think it can be a nebulous space that we have to uh go to sometimes and i think also maybe some of our uh, like this guy also had a it seemed like a bit of aut. it could be also autism that he's so brilliant and so smart and so can so disassociate but he talked to me that he was on that up and he was with you guys. He was with, with the frogs, white boy, uh, about 5'10", 5'11", good build, um, uh, very American face, uh, a very uh, you know, Anglo-American face. I think he had blue eyes, really calm demeanor. We became really good friends. And when that op for the shot went down, he was drinking some coffee and he overheard it because he wasn't supposed to be on the gun line. And he ran his ass up onto the gun line with you all and took some shots. And he was a CCT guy or maybe pararescue guy. Yeah. On the Captain Phillips. Captain yes. Phillips. Oh, yes. Yeah. 
I, I wasn't see, I legitimately was drinking coffee because I thought I came up with the best plan and I had just made chief petty officer. So I was in the chief's mess thinking I was all cool. <laughs> and and uh, then they said, Hey, we got him. We just got him. It's like, well, fuck. <laughs> this is a, but you're I, the first person I've talked to about this that would yeah, know about it. Yeah. I'm going to, I'll leave what happened to the boat. Um, up to the guys that actually did anything. Cause I, I was a lead jumper and I got us to the boat. And, uh, so rad. That's, that's the so end of rad. my heroism on that mission. Oh, it's still, it's still was, so rad. That was, brother. Cool. that was cool to do, uh, a real world jump though, because we, we'd never oh. done it before. It'd never been done. And, um, we train off the coast of North Carolina all the time with this sure. jump, but, but we learned the problem with safety boats is you don't have them in the Indian ocean. So it's not always easy to find your boats. Cause we launched the yeah. boats out first do a racetrack and then jump. And then my job was to find the damn boats. I couldn't see them at first because of the, the, the glare of the sun off the water. And you I'm wouldn't think you. they're like, why don't you do a night jump? It's like, well, you don't want to jump into, into the water at night. What if, what if you go to a reserve and then you're by, you know, you're by yourself. You don't want yeah, to be yeah, in an yeah, ocean. Yeah, the the risk goes uh, uh, through the roof. The, ri the, yeah. it, it's, uh, the risk, it, it becomes astronomical. So you did that freaking water, brother. That's so incredible. I did a lot of water jump trainings, trainings. Yeah. And remember, mm -hmm. we'd have to train in the pool first, get to the center of the parachute, you had yeah, to right. do the whole protocol, and then go out there and do the freaking water jump. So la so legend, brother. I love it. Water jumps That's, are pretty cool. They they really. Yeah. I just I was scared as is the guy in the front of the stack not being. I could see the uh, the box with the big flat top boat, but I didn't know where our eight sacks were. And I'm like. Well, shit. I think I saw a whale shark and then I'm like, yes, okay, there, totally. there he is. <laughs> so wild, brother. And so it's interesting you bringing up that Captain Phillips. I recall this young, this man, yeah, he's, they, you know, he's, he's around our age. He's not lying to you. I'm not going to say Okay. <laughs> okay. And I, I believed him. I believed him. I could see the look in his eye and I believed him, but I didn't, you know, I've just never had anybody to talk to you about that. How well, just, cool just that? like, uh, just like bin Laden, we got pictures of those, of those guys too. Just, I don't think anyone's ever seen them. Got you. Got you. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, they, uh, but, but that, at that point, so that's 2009, like everyone there was used to killing people. And that was, it was like a point where if this is a hostage rescue, we'll take him if you give him to us, but you have about a fucking second to convince me not to kill you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's, where, yeah. that's where we're at in life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm with you, brother. Um, yeah. And, you know, there's, of course, uh, a lot to be said for that. Um, decisive action in any part of our life is so absolutely critical for forward momentum. Um, you know, um, these days in my life, uh, I train, I work out, I do my business during the day, take my calls, spend a lot of time with Jade and the family because I know this is important because when I go overseas on task, I'm completely immersed. It's actually, it's, it's the best of both worlds. I'm an operator now for TV yes. where I have these recruits that are in my, uh, you know, uh, in my charge. I have the best freaking teammates and we create the course and we run the course. I am so immersed that my uh, stress level goes down. So although physically, I guess, and even mentally, intellectually, it, it, it's, um, it takes so much and, and it's dialed to 11, my stress is actually down. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I'm good. completely immersed there. And, uh, and it's just, uh, it's, it's pretty wild. Um, however, now, now at home, I guess I could just take it easy and work out and eat really cool, you know, good food and have smoothies and, and just mess around or whatever. All I can think about is like my new production company. Oh yeah. That's, I and, think and that's, make, that's ingrained yeah. in you. Cause like when yeah. I still grind pretty hard and when I'm yeah. out, I'm like, I, I'm like, I can't wait to take a week off and sit on my couch. I'm on the couch for a day and I'm like, I got to fuck go. I got to do something. Too. I can't Me just too. <laughs> Me too, brother. I'm bringing our brothers uh, together from our from our community. I've got a production uh, company now, New War. I'm, I'm pitching now to Fox and and uh, National Geographic in a couple weeks. Every I'm the hot ticket right now. I'm doing Good. stories, our stories, putting our people to work so we can be together. Uh, this I really um, discovered how therapeutic and how uh, empowering and healthy this was when I created Force Blue. Bro, when we're doing Force Blue and we, we're rebuilding reefs and we're doing ocean conservation, we are now doing a mammal program. Um, and now we're teaching children to dive and do ocean conservation of the That's fallen. That's so cool. Very Both cool. Our families, the brothers get together. Now we're working out in the morning. 
Now we're planning our dive, then diving our plan. Then we get off the boat. We're talking shit, which we love talking shit about who is fucked up. You know, I got Kaj Larson. I got, I got a stacked yeah, still yeah, fucking yeah, crew. Yeah, yeah. My, I got Kaj Larson. Uh, I got Jeff Reeves. I've got Jeff Gum. Uh, Jeff Gum, so of Jeff course. Reeves, Jeff Gum's Reeves. everywhere. <laughs> yeah, Jeff Gum's everywhere. And, and Jeff Reeves looks like the American uh, James Bond. Handsome as fuck. Right, race car driver, SEAL <laughs> commander. Um, and because I guess he did a lot of jump stuff uh, when Kaj and Gum, Gummy Bears, as we call them, on the boat, they see the <laughs> handsome old Jeff Reeves. And they're like, uh, this guy's probably not that good underwater, right? Jeff Reeves is such a freaking legend diver, brother. He's really? so good. He's been, he's been from the beginning of Force Blue. He knows the work so well. And, uh, and gummy bears hadn't been subsurface in a while. Gummy bears hadn't been subsurface for a while. Anyway, it's just so rad. And we've got what, how do you us. how do you rebuild a reef? How does that work? Oh, brother, we um well we grow reef uh, in laboratories mm-hmm. and then bring them on the boat and then plant them at depth. Um, that's one way. We also after storms reef that has been broken off um staghorn and antler and we then go subsurface um scout swimmer style rescue them bring them up put them on a buoy swim them through the surface zone and then bring them to my dive component subsurface so that they can take it to the boat so they're not exposed we get them on the boat and uh we have the the um, ocean water aerated and then we move to another part of the island in this case this was in um in puerto rico and then bring them to depth bring in cement buckets brother it's so rad think that's about, really cool yeah think about all the technical skills and abilities uh yeah. also also uh on reef that has been diseased uh mass down fins up minimal uh, um, a minimal disturbance to the ambient life forms we then take power tools and cut in uh, um, trenches on these massive reefs, pack them full of epoxy um, uh, antibiotics to keep the disease from growing further. We, uh, we tag all this. Brother, it's just incredible, my that man. That is so incredible. We, a, yeah, that's what we do. Force Blue is too. Uh, and now, you know, we've got a big board, a lot of SEAL brothers on the board. Um, uh, we've got Pepsi and the NFL are our sponsors. We're really growing and it's becoming a quantum good mission to bring all of our brothers and sisters back together. Now uh, we work with the VA. I've been in Washington, D.C. for some time. Any veteran that has served the country can take his voc rehab through the VA, get his uh, advanced open water, then come to us and do OJT and then get the Dominus Ominous to be a force blue diver. And, um, and our men and women, soon to be women, um, you, you're making your 300, 350 a day. You get your per diem. You get, you, we fly you out and you're being paid for your freaking expertise in your work. It's been incredible, brother. We all have gotten, we, we, we've, uh, we've stopped drinking. We're training. We're together. We're doing something epic. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, that it's is incredible. epic stuff too. That's very important too. Obviously the environment, the ocean. I think, it, do you say any veteran can get open water? Sir? Any veteran. If That's, they take their the, boat. People need boat to know that because they're, very few places more relaxing than underwater totally. uh, at, when you're scuba diving, not when you're getting tortured. And, uh, and like even the little shit you, you don't realize I did, I, I did some shark diving a couple times a few years ago. And um, I, just the stuff that I had learned from diving on a dragger and having the gear yeah. streamlined, like just that stuff you can use, you can be good at this. Your buoyancy, you're, you're totally. used to the, the decompression type stuff that you need to do. Totally. Diving. Totally. Plus, jaws did such a horrible job of scaring everyone of the ocean like you got to get in there and see them get in there oh, with, you know brother. you can you can dive with tiger sharks they're not going to fuck with you if they do if you get bit by a shark you screwed something up That's yeah you how were messing up yeah absolutely that hypertrophic cascade is so um it's almost like they're Spiritual and intellectual vibration are so beyond our stupid ass human. Oh, t- heads. no doubt about you it. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it, now, it, now, having said that, sorry, I got to interrupt. It, um, bull sharks are assholes. That's, oh, I'm yes, saying they're it. dangerous. They're, they're the most they, dangerous. They will fuck all. you up. Yeah. And I think yes. a lot of times a bull will attack someone and the tiger gets blamed because it's so brutal. But bull sharks, are, uh, yeah, I had a, I had a safety diver actually save my life 
but one was coming because a piece of chum fell on my mm. shoulder and uh he was coming at it and the the diver hit him with a with a stick just to push him off I think no it was a kidding brother yeah. they're but so I, I try, aggressive I, and they're it's, it's a big mouth when it's aiming at you but getting back to other sharks all sharks are most sharks are nice bulls are assholes yeah they're very <laughs> aggressive and uh, and a lot of the work we do with the reefs it's not it's not uh bulls you know it's um we'll have some sand tigers we'll have some lemon sharks uh we'll have some reef sharks uh, yeah and then we, we, reef sharks are like puppies they'll mess with you they're fun yeah they're gorgeous too and and then seeing these uh massive eagle rays and and and, and that's so Rob, cool. it's so wild subsurface when we're working in, in an area for some time for about a week yeah. little uh blennies and these little fish they kind of become your friends like they come and come out of their little hole and mess with you a little bit. And then, and then they go back in and then you're working some more and they come back out and, and then you kind of create this little relationship and, and it's pretty wild, brother. It heals you, man. It when is. See, and it, it, it can physically heal you too. Yeah. Oh, the, the, uh, be, sucking in compressed freaking air yeah. and mm-hmm. having the nurturing salinity of the water pressing around you almost like being in the womb again. It's just incredible, brother. It's brought me back to life in such a way. And it's, it's helped so many of our guys. Um, yeah. All you out there, check out forcebluteam.org. You're going to be blown away. I'm just going to ask you that. That's very cool too. And you said you have seals on there. Tell them I said hi and stop hating. I will. I will. <laughs> you know what? Well, gummy bear loves you, brother. He's uh, awesome. And Kaj awesome. too. I mentioned that I fly quite a bit. I do fly a lot and time does fly. We're already, um, pushing through 2023 right now it's time time's fast and flies if uh, you're a business owner too so don't wait any longer to level up your small business and set your year up for success get ahead of the competition by using stamps.com to mail and ship stamps.com lets you put your own postage and shipping labels right from your home or office it's ready to go in minutes so you can get back to running your business sooner stamps is a one shop stop for all your shipping and mailing needs. For 25 years, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses. Get access to the post office or UPS shipping service that you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And if you sell products online, Stamps.com seamlessly connects with every major marketplace and shopping car. I use it as well, and it's great. Set up your business for success when you get started with Stamps.com today. Sign up with the promo code the operator for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to stamps.com, click the microphone at the top of the page, and enter the code the operator. Get a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale at www.stamps.com slash the operator. Thanks to stamps.com for sponsoring this show. Well, the dollar is tanking and we all saw what happened with the crypto market last year. Why would you trust your hard-earned savings in unstable governments printing their way out of debt or volatile, shady overseas advices? Take my advice, protect your financial future with something real. Gold and silver from my friends at Allegiance Gold. Allegiance Gold can help protect your IRA or 401k with physical gold and silver or if you prefer, have it delivered securely right to your front door. I've been all over the planet, and there's only one universal currency that is always of value, and that is gold. Allegiance Gold has some of the highest ratings in the business. Five stars with TrustLink, AAA rated with the Business Consumer Alliance, and an A-plus from the Better Business Bureau. Go to protectwiththeoperator.com and get up to $2,500 of free silver on a qualifying purchase when you tell them the operator sent you. Or give them a call at 844-790-9191. That's 844-790-9191. We cannot control the Biden administration, but we can prepare for the consequences of their policies. So go to protectwiththeoperator.com. That's protectwiththeoperator.com. And that number again is 844-790-9191. I'd, I'd <laughs> yeah. like to say I got the great coolest, guy. Yeah, I've got the coolest seals in my life. You know what I mean? I got the coolest seals. Like the, I got the Jeff Nichols. I got the Sean Matson. Yeah. I got the, yeah, I got yeah. the Kaj. I got the freaking uh, gummy bears. Uh, there's another great dude. And of course, Remy, Remy, uh, you know, Remy's, beautiful, Remy's incredible. Uh, Denzel, Denzel. Yes. Of, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a, guy. he's another dude that you see him at first and you got to do a double take like in person. 
and on TV. Damn, yeah, dude. yeah, I know. <laughs> Beautiful muscle bellies. But you know what? When 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 he he gives me a lot of props. Uh, Remy Remy and I, man, he loves me so much. I love him too. We we can got each other's Good. back. Um, there's another guy that needs a, a seal brother. Uh, that I don't know if too many of you know. You might know him. His name's Paul Toma. Paul, I do not know him. He is a one. He's granite jawed, blue eyes, black hair, <laughs> strong stout. And he worked on the last uh, Tom Clancy, uh, Jack Ryan um, picture. Uh, him and, and my brother, RJ Casey, who is a Green Beret and Ranger and then went to Pararescue. They are that, um, that insert extract team and that DA team in, that, in the latest Jack Ryan. Yes. Paul Thomas, just this freaking 220 pound and twisted steel and sex appeal, granite jaw. Um, he also studies Shakespeare theater. He's coming up and I can't wait to get him to work on some entertainment stuff with me. He's a dear brother of mine. Um, when we were living in all living in LA, got another guy named uh, Pierce uh, Cuccinisi, a ranger guy. We were all living in LA at the time, um, about four or five years ago before the meltdown. And we go to Gunnar Peterson's gym, Beverly Hills. And, and it was just incredible. All of us together fighting and training and, and pursuing our dreams. And, uh, and it's wonderful to see our guys that are out there. And I don't care what the haters say. Uh, entertainment business is just as competitive, if not oh, I'm more sure. competitive. I'm sure it is. If not more competitive than SOCOM. And uh, <laughs> I'm serious, brother. It's so I believe you. And any of these brothers that are making it, I freaking hats off to them. And I can't wait to do more with them, brother. That's oh, why that's I'm cool. doing that's what good. I'm doing that's now. That's a good attitude. I, uh, I had a boss one time say, when we all retire, which we will, if we decided to work together, we could take over the world, but it'll never happen. It's like, yeah. I don't know why, why can't we just all work together? We could crush this shit. We'll find a way, brother. Yeah. We'll find oh, yeah, a way. Yeah, I hey, um, I wanted to ask about one, uh, one, one final, well, two final things. Sure. Um, I watched your uh, survival show about like an apocalypse type thing. Oh, yeah. Apocalypse, that was awesome. Man. Wasn't it incredible? It was so way ahead awesome. of its time. It was way yeah. ahead of its time. Because, apocalypse, uh, man. Yeah, yeah, apocalypse man. Because uh, little things that people don't realize, if there's like an electro, uh, an EMP, poof, war, yep. and everything, everything stops. The, the scientists are saying there's going to be immediate chaos, and sixty percent of the population's dead within four weeks. Yeah, it's like it's, it's. I mean, I'm not trying to scare people, but it, it like you showed a great way to make fires. You got to know how to get water. Um, and it wouldn't kill you to have some food stacked up. And yeah, and. For everyone out there, you might want to have a gun or two. That's <laughs> right. And that? the diesel. Remember? Remember, I said, okay, we got to freaking find a vehicle that yes. it has no computer chips. I can show you how to freaking hot wire it. And we're going to freaking make freaking biodiesel. And we're going to run this thing. Yeah. It was really, brother, it was really well, it's ahead impressive. of its time. That's a, that's a lot of... Uh, a lot of preparation too. I mean, I'm sure you knew a lot Thanks, of that shit, but a lot of preparation. And there's, there's shit you got to know. Like uh, if the world stops, if the satellites get shot down, can you use a map and compass? Cause your iPhone's off. Absolutely. Like, what, terrain you know associate. Terrain you, associate. What are your cardinal directions? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you have the baseline hunter skills and, 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 and warrior skills yeah. to can uh, you hunt? move? Yeah. Move surreptitiously, get to high ground. Um, do you have the patience to observe and beware? You want to go into these cities because there's resources. Yep. There are going to be people there. To, to well, how, are, how are they going to act? I mean, it That's might get right. into clans, but, but it might get pretty violent. And the one thing I loved about it was uh, how you mentioned the sewer systems, because everyone's not flushing anymore. And some of the yeah. drainage is actually cleaned it out quite a bit. Not a yeah. place to make a home, but it's a good place to get around. That's pretty cool. A great surreptitious way to freaking get around. And what about there's this little part? And by the way, that was a Brit production. Something about the oh, okay. Brits, brother. They they get me. I, the best stuff I've done in film and television has been British. You know, really. So, uh, do you remember I'm, I'm walking around? I got my mag light. My mag light. Yeah. My dad is a, a Marine in Vietnam and a cop afterwards. He's passed away now. I love him so much. And uh, he used to beat a lot of motherfuckers' asses with this mag light, right? <laughs> he, oh, he loved it. He talked. That's a great tool. Yes. So, so you hold it like this, remember? And I, I've looked it around and I go, and you hold it like this because if you turn the corner uh, and you run into somebody with a bad attitude, you're freaking swing. Oh, yes, <laughs> with a bad attitude. That's true, though. And also, I love how you said the um, 
a crowbar is worth its weight for me to carry. Oh yeah. It's a tool. It's everything you need, a tool and all that stuff. And um Rob, that was a real deal. Now in the in, in the production, I it took me three times to get it to stick because because I was competing against Bear Grills. Word had come out that Bear had done some stuff that was fake. And so yeah. everything I did was real. It took me three tries to get it in there. Now, now the production was like, well, Rudy, Rudy, you're going to swing across. You're going to sing, <laughs> swing. And I said, well, the physics don't really make sense that I'm actually going to get across. Why don't I tie in some freaking handholds? Because if I don't get across. Yeah, no kidding. It's cold as hell in Detroit. And there's all kinds of heroin in the freaking river. Uh, you know, who's going to help me? Oh, my gosh. The safety boat was inflatable like thing they got at Walmart. There was no safety. So I'm like, well, this is on me. So I did that for real, Rob. You see me cranking up. Yeah, that was. A, I, I'm not gonna lie. I just watched that. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. But oh, that's, I love that outside the box thinking because with the normalcy bias, people think something bad can't happen because it never has, but until it does. Yeah. Like, who would have thought we'd be locked in our houses for a few years? But it, so they did true. it. So they did true, it. brother. So yeah, true. So, and here we are. Yep. I know. Back and who knows what's gonna happen? And like you know, every, but again, every day above ground's a good day. It's you got to make it a good day. One final question for you. Yeah, brother. How does it feel to be the second best shooter in your house? Oh, you know what? Well, okay. This is how it feels. By the way, I'm more accurate. And Jade will tell you. Her her reloads are insane. I know she's very fast and and I'm more accurate, but I'll tell you what. um, This is something I never thought uh, I, I never could conceive. I don't know how you're where you're at right now, Rob, with this, but have you noticed your eyes have gone? Yes. I I was just thinking that I'm not a good shooter because I'm, I'm like when I go to shoot, people want to shoot against me. And if I lose, it's like, well, I'm I don't want to make an excuse, but I'm fucking blind. It's so true. I would have never seen this coming. No, no. pun intended. So now I've got special glasses and such. And um, and yeah, she's got those young eyes and the passion. And she's so fast with those reloads. Most importantly, brother, she's passionate. This is the same place. Up, she teaches her classes online uh-huh. and does her stuff here. She's so passionate, works so hard. And- I was I was watching some of her. I think she posted some today of uh, re- doing reloads and just and the, the form is awesome. I love the I love the muscle memory. You can I mean you can tell she's a pro, but just but at least she's like really really cool. So that's great. I'm gonna give her some of that love, brother, because it's so interesting. oh yeah. What makes, I'm a I'm a fan. Awesome. What makes her so awesome? So. What makes her so awesome is this. Um, she compares herself and works only around men who are uh, physically bigger, more aggressive, uh, dominant. That's how men are, especially in the world of yeah. military law enforcement. Mm-hmm. That is the culture she grew up in, and that's the standard she holds herself against. You'll never see her fall back to, oh, because I'm a girl. Or because I'm no, 130 no, no, pounds. no, not, that's not even an option. <laughs> exactly. That's so I think it's cool. awesome, brother. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, we'll all be together for SHOT Show, all of us, all right? Okay, we're making that happen. I need to get on one of those uh, forest blue dives eventually. Okay, brother, anytime. You're always invited. Uh, all right, Saturday brother. I, I really appreciate you uh, coming on the podcast today. This is so much. Always fun to catch up with you, brother. Thank you, brother. <laughs> I love you, brother. I'll see you soon, my man. Well, thank you for joining my podcast today rudy Reyes is amazing that's a crazy story i learned so much a lot of stuff that i hadn't had no idea i appreciate everybody everybody showing up too uh i always end with uh, you're never out of the fight i want you to remember that too and uh if, if you read anything on twitter or anything like that social media uh i'm not saying i'm not pro second amendment i'm just saying that uh we there's got to be a way we can discuss mental health issues and people with access uh, so just drop some, drop some love if you want, and uh, we can. I'll address it more on my next podcast. But I appreciate your time today, and uh, everybody for coming along on the operator. You're never out of the fight. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn five dollars into one hundred and fifty dollars instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code Champion One Hundred and Fifty. Then. Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. 
BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 